And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. Hey, this is Jim Brewer, and um, you're listening to Jim Brewer, Mets, and more. Now, clearly when the New York Mets season's over, it's going to be mostly just Jim Brewer and more, because that's all I'm going to be talking about. And the more meaning my life, uh, my home life with my three daughters, my mother, my family, my wife, uh, when I'm on the road, like right now, I'm in Denver, Colorado, I'm getting ready to do two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow night, and I'm with my touring partner, Mr. Rich Aronovich, and today something pretty exciting happened. <laughs> this is really... Now, Rich has been trying to get... Rich was born in Canada. At 10 months old, his parents moved to New Orleans. They didn't get their citizenship until he was past how old? 18. 18. So therefore, Rich technically was not a U.S. citizen. Not technically. I had a green card, a, a resident alien card, and I had a... Uh, I was born in Montreal, and I grew up in New Orleans, <coughs> and I registered with the Selective Service. I did everything American except for vote, which... Lazy, but I also was like, well... I don't have to go to jury duty, so it kind of washes the one, you know what I mean? So I kind of felt like, ah, I should do this, I should do this, and I kept putting it off, and then... You've been I, saying it forever yes. and ever. I want to get my citizenship. I want to get my citizenship, and then I got a little bit of... I have a lot of fear around it, because I used to be... Uh, I used to be a heavy drinker, and smoked a lot of pot, and I, I got uh, arrested for letting the air to the meter mate's tires. Which, listen, when you told me that story, as wrong as it is... It was one of the funniest felonies I ever heard in my life. It, I get charged with a felony. I thought it was like, <laughs> I thought it was like one of those like, ah, you guys get it, you know long, the tickets. Story, yeah, no, that's finish. not the police. A thing you would never know about Rich seeing him today. You would never know this. Rich helps me psychologically at times. Rich, you do. Okay. You really do. I mean, you. All I'm gonna say is whatever course that you've been on for the last since I've known you. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes you help me. Your, your therapeutic way, your your spiritual way, whatever I it is. Got on a spiritual path, uh, June tenth, two thousand and eight. Enough said. Yes. Um, yes, you've you've done things in the past, and but look, story. Just like a lot of people, you have. It's not a shady past, but you start drinking and addictions. Addictions hit ourselves. And we get ourselves in trouble. I find it funny that your addiction landed you in jail mm-hmm. for letting air out of the parking meter. Tires. Tires. Which again, tire, tires. Tires. Four. 
<laughs> so, which led to a felony. Well, I got charged with a felony, correct. And then I got a great lawyer from my sister, and he was the guy. He, I had the lawyer who got, remember Jason Williams, the basketball player? He, the guy, he, something with his shooting? Yeah, he shot his... The limo driver. Yes, he shot a limo Jersey. driver. Yes, and he got off? Yes. I had his lawyer. Who paid for that? Uh, he gave, he's friends with my brother-in-law. Enough said. And he gave an unbelievable discount. Right. Unbelievable. Instead so the, of three million dollars, he charged you eighty. Eighty dollars. Unbelievable. Like a okay. like he did a huge <sighs> favor. And not only did he do a huge favor, I got arrested Friday morning. He made sure that I was not there over the weekend because I would have been it, it, my life would have changed forever, I'll just tell you that. But it did change forever. It did, but I mean I would have It could have gone. It could have been it, it, I was in with I was with the felons. So I was with some scary neck tattoo, teardrop. Oh. Hey, bro, you're losing the telephone? Why are you standing by it? I got a quarter. Here you go. You're lucky you got a quarter, bro. Like oh. one of those kind of deals. Oh. Yeah, like really. Like I was, yeah. Dude. So I, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I went to sleep on my cheese sandwich. You know, that kind of thing. It was. Wow. Yeah, it was scary. So um, I got, and I had to go to court. This is, this is, I had to go to court constantly. And I put on a suit. The day before, I had court on the day after my birthday. And I remember a friend I went to a, a comedy festival with in South Africa, and I was a mess in South Africa. You were? Yes. And this is when I knew I had a bit of an issue with drinking. He said, come on, we're going to do a shot for your birthday. I'm like, I can't really just do a shot. Because to me, drinking is like that Jimi Hendrix song. Where you're like, Frank the Tank. It's like... Yeah, yeah. It's Frank it's the that Tank. first shot, it's, and it's... Ow, 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 no, and it's chaos. You know what I say? It's... Yeah. Um, I always say, uh, it's uh, Guns N' Roses Night Train. You ever hear that... Yes. Flew like a train and then just it's gone. There's a there's a minute of like there's warmth and then I'm in I'm I feel and then it's like that. So he he come on come on come on he puts it in front of me I go fine I'll do one shot I do one shot come on one more one boom 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 I do I think. Uh, an unheard of amount, like a not lethal amount of shots. And I go, well, in my mind, I go, these four comedians are doing it with me. And then the last shot, it's Tabasco. I do a shot of Tabasco. Oh, God. Straight Tabasco? Yes. And then they show me that they've been drinking Sprite with a splash of Coke. And oh, that's I'm the only messed one. up. Yeah. And so I woke up in that morning with my glasses wrapped around my face in the toilet, like blackout, woke up. I have no idea what happened. I know I puked a bunch. My lawyer's yelling at me on the phone. And, uh, and that was when I was, and I showed up like an hour, he had to delay and he's, it, it was ugly. It was like a real, like incomprehensible demoralization. It was like, I can't believe I'm facing getting kicked out of the country and I can't even show up for that. That was a big aha moment. So I realized I had to do something and you, you got help. I, 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 I saw, uh, I, I didn't at first and then. I stopped for a while on my own for about nine months. Yeah. And then I was just going to smoke a joint. And the next thing you know, it was like two years later. Blowing like a freight train. Exactly. like an aeroplane. Yes. And then I found a, a group. I'm a West Coast and wild. Yes. That mother got a rattlesnake suitcase. And I'm a man. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. <laughs> right. Um, so then I found, um, I found some, uh, a group of people with like-minded issues and I stuck with them, and that's been, and I haven't looked back since June 10th. All right. And so, from so, that, in this group, it's very spiritual. And what I found is I had a real problem with God 
because I had a best friend who died of a cistern and adrenaline gland. Like she had an adrenaline gland. Yeah. And she was supposed to be the head of pediatric care for Maryland Hospital. Right. And she was supposed to get married two weeks later. And she was, she was amazing. Like amazing. And right. so she was going to help children for the rest of her life. And her boss was diagnosing her saying, I think you got a tumor because you can't sleep and you got a headache. And she says, no, look at my vital signs. It's something else. It's something else. I think it's something else. She actually passed out, had a heart attack at 28. They rolled her into surgery and she died at like 28. Wow. So I had a very, so I had anger. I had you a blamed, lot of anger. You blamed God. I blamed God. Right. Okay. I go, how could you take someone this good who was supposed to help children? I mean, she was amazing. Like she literally, um, like she treated the, the head of the, the head of the department and the, or the, the guys cleaning the garbage the same. So when they rolled her out to surgery, uh, everybody was clapping like she was going to be okay. I mean, she was amazing. Like she was like, she treated people great. She was hilarious. And, um, and she died at 20, like, like that. And it really messed me up. I mean, it really messed me up. It threw my whole concept of the universe out of whack. Well, it's interesting because, huh, a lot of people feel that way. And I went the complete opposite way. Like when my brother died mm-hmm. and he left three boys. Mm-hmm. They were 16, 14 I think just, I think Billy was just about to turn 12. Mm-hmm. I never, I never blamed my God. I, I saw it as, wow, this is how precious life is. You better take advantage of life, look after each other more, because you never know when this has happened. You're all on borrowed time. And you need to give more and more and more. And it made me closer with my... I was already close to my nephews, but it made me want to take care of them more and watching them spire. And just, it just, I don't know. It, it, I actually got more spiritual after that. Hmm. As tragic as that. But a lot of people see your view. Yeah, well, I mean, at also... That time, and that I time. also come from a lot of anger. Like, I was telling you a story. Like, I remember... As my, a kid? Well, my father, my father's grandparents... We're Holocaust survivors. They watched a kid get shot in front of them. They were he, right. they, so. There's a lot of anger, which is depression yeah. turned inward. I don't know some, but it's a lot. There's a lot of anger on all that side of the family. They're all angry. They're right. just angry. <laughs> like, I what do you want to watch? What are you asking me for? Exactly. Like, yes. There's just a all lot. I was of doing is asking the question. Stop asking questions. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I remember what my sister. Oh, why you always ask me what I want to eat? Can't you just make a decision? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my sister and I make fun of it now but my sister and I I remember we going like dad you're so angry you're slamming the table and he goes I do not slam the table <laughs> and like I could see the silverware in slow motion just uh, and go right back yeah, down yeah, yeah. and so I have anger that I have to work on so it's easy for me to immediately go you know F God and screw and, and, and get angry anger is the easiest emotion for me to access by huh. far the easiest I haven't really seen I've only heard you, because you've caught once. me at, uh, we got I've caught you a couple times. A little bit. No, but I'm saying you, 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 you met me at the end. Like I'm already six years into the spiritual journey, five years. Hmm. So there's a lot of work I do on myself and a lot of things. Now I will say there, now I have a different view. Now I believe there is definitely something unconditionally loving. I have a hard time with my childhood prejudice. Cause you have to keep in mind. I grew up where I used to get like, you know, I don't care what anyone says. Everyone has that. Well, okay, but let, let me finish. So, everybody. I used to get beaten up for killing Jesus. 
Right. Okay, so I get off the bus and these three guys wait to beat me up. I used to get eggs. tormented for not believing in Jesus. Okay, so... Or not going to church. Okay. I was the devil. Right. And the kids would torment me and go, you don't even know the Hail Marys? Right. Dude, you're going to hell. You know how many Hail Marys you have to go? You're going to hell. I was told I'm going to hell no matter what. Right. So, so there yeah, was some yeah. prejudice. It's just, I, I don't know if it's prejudice. I think it's, I, I hate the word prejudice. It's just, it's just a lack of open-mindedness and it's what you're taught. Mm-hmm. You know, the, kid, the, the Catholic kids would come home on Sunday and they couldn't understand why I wasn't in church. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they were, I, I'm the devil. Meanwhile, in their choir boy outfits, they're beating the living snot out of each other in front of their mother trying to break it up. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and they're just, the, they were the, th- th- these kids would steal bikes. They were, they were savages. Mm-hmm. But because they went and they were the altar boy and they did, they're going ahead. So I, I don't know if it's, I don't think they come, I don't think it's prejudice. It's what you're My experience. Let me. So my experience went like this. So I wasn't liked, and then there was. I grew up with David Duke, the former Grand Wizard, got elected, and I felt very on the outside looking in. Then when I was nineteen, my parents knew I had a little bit of a problem. They sent me to Israel for a year, for my first year college. So I thought, oh, this will be the the moment I really connect with my Judaism and everything. (laughs) Well. Well, first thing that happened is I went to the Wailing Wall, the Holy Wall, which I realized was just... What is it? It's the outside of the Second Temple. There's like a protect, a piece of wall. Yeah. Right? That, that basically... It was like... It's just like a very historical wall. That's the wall you go to? The Second Temple. Or and then there was a protective wall on the outside. And religious Jews... Jews are all about no idols. But they're like kissing this wall. And like they won't put their back to it. And it's like... All right, I got it. So then I went to a religious... Is um, that like their cross? Yeah. Like what a Christian would have it was a cross. Like, exactly. But Jews are supposed to be no, like God is, there's no idols. And yes, I like got very, it. I was like, yeah, that doesn't feel right. Then I had these kids, the religious kids, they started spitting at me. So I chased them. <laughs> in Israel? Like literally in Israel. They were spitting at me. No, when you say religious, what do they look the like? Curls, are they the curly ones? Like the curly if hair. I was a rich man. Is that Hasidic? The, yeah. Yes. In Israel, they're either religious or not. There's no real in-between. <coughs> okay. And, um, and any religion, when you get to the extremes, it's, there's problems. Sure. So, sure. So, okay. yeah. All right. So we, they chased, I chased them back home. And in Hebrew, I say to them, you kids were spitting at me. And they're like, yeah, we taught them to do that because you're not Jewish. Dude. And I'm like, well, I just came from a place where people were spitting at me because I am. And then it just threw everything into whack. Right. You know? So then my whole concept was screwed up. Now, flash two, I'm having a hard time. You know, basically, yeah. Basically, there's a hole inside of me. And I thought like, all right, I'll become famous. You're rejected that, by your people. I'm rejected by my, you know. Your I'm, own faith and this uh, yeah, and that. I'm my own faith and my, I'm not liked in my high school. I'm not liked in here. I'm an outside looking in and I'll show them because I'll get famous and they'll go, wow, we should have been nice oh, to that so that's guy. What, that's why, is there's that why a, you went into comedy? It was a bit, I was into, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of pain that I'm trying to, I was always accepted as, I rem, this is very funny. So I was in a play where I played this flamboyant gay guy. And right. nobody liked me in high school. I mean, nobody liked me. Right. And I did, a, I did a great job in this play. And I remember Tracy Rao, who I had a crush on, yeah. came up to me after the play. And she hugged me and kissed me. She's like, oh, my God, you're so funny. And like, she didn't even know I existed. Right. Until she saw this play. And it was like, I was like, 
oh my god. Oh, that's interesting. This is, and then I started just, and I, my family's very well, funny, and so I was funny in class, and then all of a sudden, Rich is funny. Rich is a funny guy. And then I had a little more, and then I was like, ah. Oh. And then in Israel, I was in a terrorist attack. Hezbollah was shooting, and then I went, I should chase this dream. And so there's a little bit of pain, a little bit of that going on to fill the Wait hole. Wait, so while, whoa, you lost, while you're in Israel and there's a missile coming attack, you're running going, I gotta become a comedian. No, the next okay. day, I, 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 I was going to be a lawyer, and then... You want to be a lawyer. Your sister was a lawyer. It was a little bit of like, hey, uh, this is what you're supposed to be doing. A little bit. Yes. However, I will say, once I had that... I remember talking to my girlfriend at the time, and I had a very like, you know what? My dream is not to be the greatest lawyer. My dream is... I mean, I used to like do stand-up in the mirror, and like we had a high school contest, and I bailed, but I was going to go do stand-up. Did this just start with that high school chick, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From there, I was like, I got to become a comedian. So in high school, my junior year, I was like... That seed was planted, and I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. That's what happened with me. In high school, <coughs> and you, you brought up the girls, too. There was, I was a class clown, but it really didn't hit to a play we did. And now that I think about it, so you're talking about, not racist, I hate saying that word, but we did the, uh, we did, um, it was sketch nights. Mm -hmm. Right? And tug of war, what was sport, all the classes compete against each other. And there were sketches, and my friend said, Jim, you gotta be, and, and, the, and the theme was the Bible, mm -hmm. Bible story. So my friend Jimmy Shaka came to me and said, Bro, Jim, we're gonna do, you have to play Noah, because I used to imitate Eddie Murphy all day long. He said, You have to be Eddie Murphy doing Noah's Ark. And I went out to Noah as Eddie Murphy. Like where I go, uh, Noah, this is God. Like, your mother. Your mother, man. <laughs> hey, man, your mother. <laughs> and the place, the whole sketch, it erupted. Mm -hmm. It erupted. And uh, the next night they were chanting for me to come out. And I became a rock star. And just like you said, there was girls like... Like Angela Bruno and, 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 and these other girls that you thought wouldn't even, mm -hmm. wouldn't even look here because they're with the football players. Right. And, the, and the, they would never even look my way. And now they're going, you are so funny. Like, huh. And that, yeah. that was the acceptance. That was the big, right. I'm going to do this. And it was only a matter of time before. So let me ask you. So all this, somehow we start off with citizenship. Right, so uh, it ended up being that the f I'm afraid of becoming a citizen because of my fear of the government going, um, you have a, you're not like a clean slate guy. You got some shadiness, and honestly, we don't need your type in our country. Why don't you go back to Canada? You're disrespecting something that says NYPD. So I was afraid to do it. I thought that, you know, that even though I got away with it at the moment, it might red flag me. They might go, hey, let's look a little bit further. Oh, it's very obvious. Look, and I'm, you know, and there's a lot of fear, maybe paranoia. And then I was like, okay. But then I said, uh, for a number of reasons, I have to do it. So all of that, 
was just one big fear bubble why you wouldn't get why you were afraid you were afraid to go for your citizenship just because of all that oh yeah now this is what I this is what I thought interesting so anyway you're gonna become a, a citizen mm-hmm. but what I thought was interesting is the rigmarole that you had to go through what, what, what is like I have no clue how do you become a citizen okay so the first thing they do is they have a like 30 page answer question things like Every, what Everything from where did you live for the last five years okay. to every time you've been out of the country to have you ever um, assisted in a communist organization <laughs> to have you ever supported a communist organization? Have you ever um, <coughs> vowed to take arms against our country? Uh, did, you, um, did you register with the Selective Service when you were 18? If not, why? Uh, where, how many times have you been out of the country in the last five years? Name every single time. Right. Um, and then they give you a hundred-page booklet that I would say... Do you have to memorize all of it? They're going to ask you 10 questions. You have to get 60% of them right. Well, what were some of the questions? Some of them were easy. I guarantee I know none of them. Oh, oh yeah. Who becomes... All right, so anyone listening. Yeah. Here's, here's some of the questions you will not get. Okay. That I had to know. Okay. If the president can't serve and the vice president can't serve, who serves? Who becomes president of the United States? All right. So the president's out. The vice president's out. Who's next? Uh, the Secretary of Defense. That's a uh, yeah. The is it Kong? No. Who? I don't Speaker know. of the House. Speaker of the House. Yes. Oh, by the way, who's the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court? No clue. John Roberts. That was one of my questions. Um, there was a hundred questions. Uh, Name another. Okay. Um, how many amendments are there to the Constitution? Oh, <laughs> every 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 real American. Come on, Brewer. Yeah, I have no clue. Twenty-six. How many House of Represent? How many voting members of House of Representatives are there? In the forties? Fifty? I, no, wait. House of Representatives, a hundred and two. Four hundred and thirty-five. <laughs> oh my god thank god I don't have yeah. to I don't yeah. have to uh, test to be an American um, how many how many years does yeah. a US senator serve for two six six yeah you're O for everything right now <laughs> <laughs> alright <laughs> <Yeah>. okay um uh, let me think of an easy one. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't sound like anything. How many, how, many, um, how many voting members of the Senate are there? <coughs> 102. 100. <laughs> how, do you, oh, how do they determine how many, how, how many representatives are for each state? And there, for the record, the reason why I said 102 is 50 states. 50 states, right? Mm-hmm. Plus Puerto Rico. No. So they don't count as... No. They don't didn't... No. Okay. No. So why are they considered America? I don't get that. They're not considered America. Do they have to pay... Don't they have to pay... Then this... why do the Puerto Ricans have to go fighting with somewhere? Huh? Is, who became part of... Wasn't Puerto Rico part of America now? This wasn't in the book. No, it's not part... It's a territory, but it's not a state. 
the difference. It's an American territory? Yes. Huh. Okay. Yeah. What's the difference there? It doesn't need to It doesn't know. matter. Yeah, I got the first six right. One of them was <laughs> how many representatives, who was the chief justice. Okay. I mean, I really studied this book. I was like, no matter what. So what happens when you, when you so become they, the citizen? What, what okay, so this is what happened. So they called me and I waited. I go to the, uh, down to, you know, downtown, like in the Federal Plaza building. I get called in. They bring me to interview me. They ask me every single question I filled out on this 40-page blah, 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 including about my little arrests. Hold on. Oh, and this is the best part. (laughs) The woman that interviewed me had such a thick Spanish accent, I had to keep asking, could you say that again? (laughs) Could you say that again? I'm not even making that up. She's like, okay, but like, I mean, it was literally like, I was like, what'd she just say? And it's, (laughs) I could not make that up. Do you want to be an American or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, okay, because we were in in (laughs) Oaxaca. Excuse me? So I didn't realize, and I had to remember like, I moved five times in the last... I mean, I've yeah. moved. We travel. I do cruises. I can't remember every time. There was like three times I went in and out of the country I totally forgot about. Yeah. And so I was very nervous. And then they, she had to bring it to a supervisor. And then I thought I thought jail was different from prison because I was in a holding cell, but I never got... I, I got off. I mean, they they knocked it down to a violation and I was basically let... You know, no, no record. I have no record. Well, who are you in the room with when you, when you went to fill out... No, no, no. When you went to fill out... Uh, to become a citizen, mm-hmm. is there? Wh- where's most people from? Is it a big room? Oh, oh, the waiting room. Yeah, is it a big room? Is it mostly Spanish? Is mostly, it- I would, I'd say sixty percent Spanish, maybe one Indian person. Mostly, I would say mostly Spanish. But what I was with, they were getting sworn in. They were already becoming citizens. They're already in. They were already in. Right. I think I was the only one or maybe two that, I mean, I just happened to get lucky that I was in like low business time for citizenship. Right. Because I got, I became much quicker than I thought it was. Okay. So I do the interview. I said, hey, can I get a date of when my sworn in? She says, "Um, I've approved you, but my supervisor has to look at it. Fear. So I went, supervisor, I'm not, that's it, I'm done. That's it. That's <laughs> over. They're going to look at it, they're going to say, he lied three times, he's out. You can't have a guy like, anyways, it all worked out. I'm You're a get, citizen. I'm becoming a citizen on Tuesday Negative. at 1 o'clock. I get sworn in and quickly have to get um, my passport because I got some travel coming up out of the country. When do you have to leave? The 23rd of October. So I have about three weeks to get my passport. If you can't get it fast in New York, which you should, you can go to Philadelphia and get it the same day. Oh, I'm not, I, I think it'll be okay. I'll pay the extra money. I remember Dee and I and the kids had to go to uh, one of those, w- w- some country in the Caribbean where you need a passport. Mm-hmm. None of us had passports. We were leaving in less than two weeks. And uh, we all went to Philadelphia and got it in one day. It was great. Yeah. You have yes. to wait in line all that jazz. Yeah, it's, I'm not worried about that. So anyways, yeah. I'm... And it goes back to the thing we were talking about before, which I don't want to leave this point. I don't even know what you're talking about. We were talking before about spirituality, concepts of, of higher power and energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember one time I was, I heard these words, which were very profound for me, which is, God is unconditional love. And then I went... For you. For, for me. That's what God is In for general. me. Okay. So I go, okay, I don't have to worry about my own experiences. I go, the people, that's just humans... With the wall, the kids spitting at me, yes. the guy beating me up. That's yes. not. That's not God. That's people that's acting in in out of God like circumstances. Correct. 
Right. And so I went, okay, it doesn't necessarily have to be the bearded guy with the light bulb. I can look at a puppy and understand that's God. Someone told me one time, this is really, um, I think it was Carl LeBeau. Okay. He was a comedian, Carl LeBeau. And I think his father was a preacher or something like that. And he goes, um, his father, his father used to say, uh, God, the presence, the, the spirit, the, the energy is an amazing product. The knowing, to have that in your life. and The, the salespeople are just awful. Mm-hmm. They ruin the product yep. over and over. Yep. They're frauds. Yep. They ruin it. They're two-faced. They use the product to cheat mm-hmm. and everything else. And I thought that was a really profound statement. In the world I'm in, in that spiritual group, they have a saying of attraction rather than promotion. And I will say, from my own experience, when someone tells you, you got to believe or else, I go the other way. Yeah. But when I see the example, and you're a spiritual guy, and I remember thinking at some point, I go, that's what it's about. Watching someone and you go, huh. I want that. What's, what's that all about? Living by example. Exactly. You don't yeah. have to tell everybody you're a good guy. You can just see it. There's a guy right now that I've known for years. He saw when I was a maniac. He saw as I am now. And all I do is just, he wants to join. He can't quite figure it out. He can't quite stop. My, my, I have, <clears throat> I'll, I'll say friends. I have certain friends. Mm-hmm. Once D, began, we had a tough once we had kids, we were, we were having a tough time with our relationship. So after the second one, we went through a really dark time. And um, but the minute D, she she went in the she 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 found the light. Right. And that was a whole big biggle because it came into what you just said. You have to like listen. I was always telling you where I'm at, and all of a sudden, you're somewhere else. And tried. I'm glad you're there now, but don't tell me what the. And then eventually it bounced. It was it was a heavy bounce. The pendulum slammed to the ground. Believe this. Believe this. Believe this. Believe that. And I would say, yes, it's good to believe, but be careful of people. Of certain people are saying because don't you dare put them down. You're just attacking. Attack. I'm not attacking. I'm just telling you, there are frauds, and just be careful. Yeah. And eventually the pendulum evened out, but because she found that, it made us. St- that, that saved our marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Anyway, that, that created great conversation, a foundation. We finally found... Peace and a harmony. Uh, well, I mean, we still have our battles, but other people will come and go. What happened? How do you two? You guys start changing. Look, what, what's and I tell them. I said, well, you know, she kind of found her faith and kind of cut and just we. Oh well, okay. Well, oh uh, well, you know, so um, yeah, yeah, but I don't, I don't want to do that. What else you do? What kind of therapy? And even when you, th- I remember when she went to therapy, she came home. She's like, basically, he's just saying everything's my fault. So he's a jerk. <laughs> and then she went to the next one. That that person's a jerk, and they don't know what they're talking. How did they know? It was still anger and everything else. So it's it's just an interesting. It's uh, I'm always fascinated by it. live by example. I, I will say that 
and there's been tons. I don't know how we got here. Now I'll I tell you, expect, I would just. I didn't expect to go in this direction. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, there, when I was living in, and there's a lot of that fear to, I guess, faith slash love. Did the Mets clinch yet? <laughs> That's all I care about. <laughs> Uh, we, our relationship was tested a couple times. Me and you? Yes, absolutely. With what? With, uh, I'll give you an example. I always, I feel, since I jumped on this path, I believe that you work out of love, not out of fear. You don't worry about consequences. You do things because you want to do them, not for, and sometimes I could get caught up in the I was money. I this, right. In the money. Yes. And was the results. Yes. Are we, are we doing this podcast to get famous? <laughs> yeah. Those are the... <laughs> those are the things the greed of the, the it's in every human one of those that greed stuff so for example I help you out with merchandise yes. and so you'll give me a piece of the merchandise and, right and I at one point you went I'm giving this guy a lot of stuff and he was supposed to be doing these videos he's not doing the videos and I'm not I'm changing the merch and it was like a test for me to go wait a minute man Hold on, I, this is not our agreement, and this is not our deal. And then there was another time where there was some money, I thought it was X, and it ended up being Y, and I was like, this is another moment for me to go, wait a minute, man, this is, and I went, you know what, I'm not doing this for the money, I'm doing it for the love, because I love the whole corporation, I love the whole trade, I love the treatment, I had the fortunate experience of not having a good touring experience, and so it makes me appreciate it, and there were two major tests when I went, this was one of those you got to take a breath and look for that unconditional love because that's where the answer was. And he went, it's going to all work out. And it did. Beyond. Well, well it's interesting because even the podcast and same thing, we're going to make money, we're going to make money, we're going to make money. I'm not making money. And what I found even with the Facebook videos, I'm not making money. But what I am doing is I'm enjoying myself because I'm not being driven by the money. And now, I, don't get me wrong, the podcast may get advertisers eventually and whatever. For, great. Thank God. But I've noticed time and time again, when you go for the fucking money and it's going to bring everything I ever wanted and never does, it alters everything. It makes you become something you don't want to become. And that's what not this is about. Do you realize in the last podcast we did... It was people's favorite one when we said, you know what they said? It was so honest. Mm -hmm. If you were getting paid, you may not have been that honest. Because mm -hmm. we got to worry about what the advertisers That's right. said. You were, it was very honest. This one was honest. Well, I I'm going to tell you this. I expect to go yeah. in, this, in this direction. And then when we were talking about the reasons I wanted to become famous was to fill the hole. To fill that thing where I didn't feel right, I didn't feel liked, I didn't feel... Everyone will love me when I'm famous. Everyone will realize what a great guy I am. <laughs> and I, look, I'm, I'm a lot of years into this, and this did not look like I thought it was going to look like. I thought it was Marvin, that new sound you're looking for? <laughs> Listen, hold on, I got another call. That's how my career's gone. So yeah. it doesn't matter because now I'm as happy, if not happier, because I'm making a living. Okay. I'm being of service to humans, to you, to me, to the whole corporation. I love what we do because it's out of love. And what I realize is, and I we hung out with a very famous person the other day, and I said, "Whoa, James Hetfield." Yeah, went to the, the baseball. Right, went to the baseball game with James Hetfield. Went to the Mets game. James, there, hold on a second. Hold yeah. on a second. Yeah, let's just let slow me finish down. just one thought. Just go ahead. Go ahead. I realized the six. All that fame will do is give you the money to afford therapy to find out why you have the hole in the first place. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. This is something kind of funny, though. Jay, I, I don't see James as uh, 
I forget. I just forget. I forget who he is. Mm-hmm. I forget. Oh yeah, you're the singer of Mattel. I just see him as someone where my kids grew up. Their kids. It's like cousins. It's just I see it on a whole different level now. Don't get me wrong. There was a time I was like, oh, totally different view. So yes, I invited you to the game. It was me, you, D, and James. And James goes, Jim, I, I'm just forewarning you that I will be wearing my Mariano. It was the Mets versus the Yankees. The Mets versus the Yankees. Game one. Uh, the Yankees beat the snot out of the Mets game two and three. Uh, and I also realized Yankee fans got a little little uptight about my first video I made. And all I said, I was like, damn, with the Yankees. It really pissed them off because the next two games that they won, even though I said I got a hand to the Yankees, you would I they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like they were mad that I was celebrating. And I guess I kind of, I get it. I get it. I get it. It doesn't matter. So... <laughs> It's game one. And what you don't understand as a Met fan, this is what Met fans are. We, and I'm sorry for anyone out there, we hate the Yankees. You're very rarely going to come across a fan that says, I'm a Met fan, and goes, oh, yeah, no, I, I root for New York teams. If you like the Mets, you hate the Yankees. Now, there's also kind of a subliminal love. I love baseball, so I, I kind of, not that I hate the Yankees, but I, 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 do have, I do root against them, and I can't help it, but I do have a deep respect for them. Like, I, I would, I wish, I, there's parts of me, like, I wish I grew up a Yankee fan so I could have that. I love this new guy they got, this bird kid. It doesn't matter. It's, so here we are. We're going to Mets Stadium. The Mets are running for the playoffs. We're about to clinch the playoffs. We haven't had this in years. And James, James is in between touring. He says, yeah, um, you want to go to the Met-Yankee game? Absolutely. Because I'm going to try to get tickets. I said, I'll try to get tickets too. I get the tickets. I should forewarn you, I'm wearing my Mariano Rivera shirt and hat. Now, the reason why James likes Mary, he's not even a Yankee fan. He's a New York Giant fan because of the whole San, uh, uh, San Francisco Giant fan because he's in San Fran. But Mariano Rivera used to come out to the song Sandman. tonight. Here comes Mariano Rivera to close out the Yankee game. So there was a big thing where those two met and it was a big... Mariano Rivera and the Yankees played. I mean, and the, and the Metallica played. Sandman. It was it was a big ordeal. The year he was, uh, the year that he was retiring, it was a big thing. So everyone knows Mariano Rivera as a Sandman. So James goes, listen, I'm just warning you. I'm wearing my Mariano Rivera shirt, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't care if he's James. I don't care who he is. You come into Met Stadium with one of the biggest Met fans ever, and you're gonna wear a Yankee shirt? I get, I instantly, I instantly have a problem. So, but I, we came up with a solution. So we came up with a solution. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Now, I haven't seen James in like a year and change. So, Rich goes, you know, you should wear an I'm with stupid shirt. And I howled with laughter. I went, oh, that would, wow, that would be really funny. And we just kept laughing and laughing. And we were playing Buffalo, right? Yeah. We're in Buffalo. Uh, we go to uh, your... Party city. Right. Your fiance goes, why don't we try Party City? We go there. And the guy goes, go to the mall as a t-shirt place that makes any t-shirt you want. We go there. I said, can I make a shirt that says, I'm with the dumb Yankee fan with an arrow. And on the front says, I'm with stupid. And I don't know what side he's going to sit on. So we need two shirts with the arrows of the opposite way. With Mets colors, orange and blue. The guy made them. And like little kids, we go to the game. I see James. He's got his Yankee hat on. Oh, you waited forever to put it on. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. I, the only part that rubbed me wrong, not rubbed me wrong, the word stupid, the stupid. If it just said I'm with the dumb Yankee fan, I think it would have been all right. But then when I, when I started thinking, like, do I really want to call him stupid? Um, it's kind of fun. I, I don't know. There is that little line of, yes, he's my friend, but in the public eye... I'm with stupid, and on the back it says, dumb no. Yankee fan. Yes. You're calling him dumb and stupid. Dumb, yeah, yes. But in the public eye, <laughs> in the public eye, do you do that to, like, the mayor or the, Aerosmith? If you saw Steven Tyler at the game, and there was a guy on each side of him going, I'm with stupid, do you... Well, this goes back to our... <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. But it, but it, goes... but it get back to the Mets, yeah. That's what... Being a fan of a team breaks all. I didn't care that he's James or Metallic. I was just like, how dare you come to a Met game and wear that next to me? Knowing what kind of... It was really funny. So I waited. I was too... I didn't want to... First of all, I waited until the Mets took a big lead. They took a lead 5-1. to one. <laughs> Not until Duda hit a homer and Daniel Murphy hit a homer. Then I said... All right, let's pull out. I think we wait to the eighth inning. Yep, eighth inning. Eighth inning, I pull out the shirt. I wasn't sure how he'd react. He knew something was up. Yeah. The whole game, we kept looking at each other, and even D was like, put on your shirt. Yeah, yeah. And we put it on. He laughed. We let la- everyone took it behind really us. really well. He took it really, really well. well. Everyone was taking pictures. It was freaking hilarious. He put his arms around us. He goes, you guys care. <laughs> We uh, it was great, and we and he was, it was really cool because he was very he had a great spirit. But like, he's like, you guys are friends. Yeah, this no, isn't I, your first meeting with him. No, no, this is, that's that's he's a love thing. I, I look at him like an older brother. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, that relationship started with me seeing him, and then even seeing him as a father for the first time. That made me realize, like, wow, I can be a, I can be a dad. So I there, there's a deeper relationship there. Anyway. Um, wow, this was fun. Perfect. We went all over the place. I didn't expect to go in this direction. I don't know where we went. We went all over the place. Oh, yeah. We, we uh, went from the Mets Yangs to you spirituality to you being afraid. And at the end of the day, congrats, Rich Aronovich. You're an American citizen. On Tuesday, America. Tuesday, I'll be coming. And the New York Mets clinch the National League East. And they're going to the playoffs and they'll be playing the Los Angeles Dodgers. America, America. America. God shit. And it looks 
like Matt Harvey is going to the eighth inning. And the Mets win against the Dodgers in five. And now they're going to the National League Championship Series. And Jim's going to Europe to tour. What? <laughs> what? What? Cancel that tour. All right, we got shows tonight, uh, which is going to be probably too late for most of you. But tonight we're going to be in Denver at the Comedy Works at working, Landmark. I'm working on a whole new show. A lot of Marriage Warriors stuff. And there's going to be a lot of Marriage Warrior stuff I'm going to be talking to you with the podcast. So um, I hope you enjoyed today. I hope you're listening. I don't know if you're listening. They're listening. They are listening. They're listening. All right. Hey, man, thanks for listening. Um, Jim Brewer, Mets and Moore, my buddy and tour mate, Mr. Rich Aronovich, a soon-to-be American citizen. Should I change my website to Rich is Funny American? (laughs) And if you have a chance... I actually caught Rich on, on video and I posted on Facebook. Oh, when I got the news. The second he got the news. It was the coolest thing. He started going up to all these kids. And the funniest part is in that video, I, I, I stopped recording with the best line. You turned, we were in Starbucks and you turned around and you went, I'll have an Americano. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, thank you always. I don't think anyone has better fans than me. I really don't. I love all you guys, girls, kids. Whoever you are, take care. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while Geico could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, Geico has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Run to Old Navy starting tomorrow. All Old Navy active is buy one, get one free. Two days only this Saturday and Sunday. That's right. Your favorite workout wear is all buy one, get one free. Better hurry. It's just tomorrow through Sunday at Old Navy. Valid 114 to 115 in stores only.